Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam. What up, girlfriend? I am glad you're back. I am glad you're back. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I read a chapter in a book this morning and it just completely sparked something for me and I had to share it with you. So I was reading Girl on Fire, um, which is a great book, but something specifically spoke to me that like, I knew that I had to hop on here and share. So the author was talking about how when she was in elementary school, she was given an assignment where she had to circle the correct answers for a test. And instead of circling the correct answers, she decided to draw hearts around the correct answer. And her teacher marked it all wrong because she said that she didn't follow the rules and draw circles because she drew hearts. And it got me thinking, it completely, well, beyond got me thinking, it sparked this um, experience for me that I had in elementary school where, do you remember, I'm probably going to date myself, I'm in my mid-30s, but do you remember when you were learning how to write your letters and you had that paper that had the two solid lines on the outside and that had the dotted line through the center so it like helped you with the midway part of your letters? And it used to be this like really wide paper that almost felt like uh, cloth. Um... I don't know if you remember that at all, but it was like very weird now that I think about it. I don't think kids use that anymore these days. I don't know. I should ask my mom who's a principal of an elementary school. Anyway, I distinctly remember as a kid being like, hey, this is really wide. I wonder if I can write out my full name and make it super fat and wide so that I could take up the entire space, the entire length of this page. And so I tried it. So I wrote out Samantha Joe Harvey. And you guys, I have like the longest name ever. I don't know why I've decided to have my website and my Instagram and my email, all of that have Samantha Joe Harvey um, because it takes forever to type out. But anyway, as a kid, I was drawing these really wide fat letters and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I can make my name stretch and fit the entire length of this paper. And it was like this cool game to me of like, how much space can I take up? And then my teacher started thinking there was something wrong with me, called my mom, it became this whole big thing because I was doing it wrong, quote unquote. I was writing my name wrong. It was too wide, it was too big, it was too fat, it was too taking up too much space. And I needed to learn how to do it the quote unquote correct way. And I feel like really quite honestly, that was my first experience of wanting to take up space and yet being told I was wrong for it. Being creative and thinking outside the box and yet being wrong for it. And it makes me wonder how often we are taught to color inside the lines, literally. Makes me think about how often we are taught to follow the rules and not be creative and not think outside the box and not use our imagination and not follow our dreams and follow what lights us up because society tells us what is right. And what is right makes people feel safe. And people want to feel safe, so they are threatened 
by anyone who pushes the limits. And I guess as I start thinking about it, I've always been someone who's pushed the limits. I remember in middle school is when I was starting to like lean into my sense of fashion, fashion <laughs> as like what, a 12 year old. Um, but everyone was shopping at limited two back in the day. And I remember being like, no, I want to shop at Hot Topic, but I was too tiny to fit into Hot Topic. I remember wanting to wear Jinko jeans, but I wasn't fitting into a double zero yet. I mean, gosh, I haven't seen a double zero since probably I was 12, but <laughs> I remember so desperately wanting to use clothing as a form of self-expression and, and like finding my voice in that way. And I remember being in middle school and I somehow found this like zebra dress that I would wear with like calf or like knee high boots. And I would wear these like bubblegum pink pants that kind of looked like plastic. God, I don't even know what they were made out of. And I would wear like all sorts of jewelry and, and things. And I loved being able to test uh, what those boundaries and what those limits were. And I know that I was going against the grain. I was totally not wearing your Abercrombie and Fitch and your pack sun. Like I was, I was definitely creating my own mold and creating my own voice and trying to find my own voice. And yet I never felt that I fit in. I always felt like I, I didn't quite fit in. Like I was, I was definitely a little weird. <laughs> um, and I was also a little bit of a tomboy in there too. And I just keep thinking about how this impacts us as adults. How does that keep us from showing up in our fullest way because I definitely had kids make thoughts or say things about me. I had teachers say things about me. Um, and you know, it didn't always feel good. And I want to come back to this idea of being expansive and pushing the boundaries and pushing the limits. I, I think about my favorite part of a ballet class for me is, is the Grand Allegro and the waltz section. And for non-dancers, that is towards the end of the class where you're really warmed up, your body is ready kind of to do like all the things. Um, it's kind of like at the end of a workout when you kind of go for your last like two minute round and you're doing your burpees and you're sprinting and you're, you know, going. But in, in a dance class, you are turning and, and waltzing and leaping and jumping. And it's this massive expansion of movement that takes up space and you're flying through the air and you're flying across the room. And this is clearly my favorite part of the class. Um, a funny side note, I have the nickname horsepower. Thank you, Rachel Ma, um, because I love this part. And like, literally I just, it's like my favorite part and I like to jump and move. Um, and it was my favorite part of a ballet class, <clears throat> excuse me, because most of the ballet class, like you're, you're doing, you're hitting specific lines and it's not necessarily contained, but it's very specific of what you are supposed to look like when you're performing this. However, the the Waltz and Grand Allegro is this expansive thing where, where I felt like I could really be alive. Anyway, the whole point of me saying all of that is that when we would get to that point in class, I like to move. Like you are actually allowed to move and take up space in this part of class. And yet so many people are afraid to take up space and they're afraid to move big. So I would get in a group of four people and I would take off. I'd be like, get out of my way. I'm gonna run you over. Um, I mean, not really, but kind of, because that's what we are encouraged to do is take up space. And yet it would trigger other people that I was taking class with because I was quote unquote taking up space and it made people uncomfortable. It made people uncomfortable that they weren't comfortable taking up space. And yet I was. And so there've been so many times in my life where I've wanted to 
draw big and outside of the box, that I have wanted to take up space and I have, or that I've wanted to dress outside the box or be bold and be different. And society, teachers, friends, contemporaries, people, social media, mentors, friends, all different things get triggered. And here's the thing about trigger, getting triggered, is that when you trigger other people, you get to remember it's not about you. It is about them. And so for the longest time, I didn't want to show up in my full self. I didn't want to show up in my full power, in my full expression, because I was afraid that it would intimidate other people. I always felt that me being in my full light and my full power would make other people uncomfortable. I felt that way in my clothing choices, where if I you know, showed off too much skin, too much, quote unquote, if I showed off too much skin, it would make other people uncomfortable. If I showed up boldly in like a sexy workout outfit, it would make other women uncomfortable. If I showed up in this or that, that it would make other people uncomfortable. And really, that was my own self-judgment that I got to release. And what I got to remember is that when you trigger other people, it has nothing to do with you. For those of you in business right now that are stepping up and stepping out and putting yourselves out on social media, that is incredible. And you're going to trigger the shit out of people, not because you're doing something wrong, but because they might want to be doing what you're doing too. They might be feeling like, wow, I wish I had the courage that you have. I wish I had the the guts, the bravery to put myself out there. I wish I had the relationship that was supportive of putting myself out there and doing that side business. So you have no idea what your trigger is actually doing to other people, but you get to release A, the self-judgment, and you get to release the responsibility. That's not your responsibility. If you trigger someone, that's on them to figure out what it is that I need to lean into to evolve, to grow, and to say, why is this triggering me? That's that other person's job. And I will go one step further and say, it's kind of awesome if you trigger people because then you are playing a role in their growth and evolution. You are playing a role in someone else's evolution. If you are in your full light, your full power, your your full expansiveness, and you trigger people. If you stayed small, if you stayed comfortable, If you didn't wear the clothes you want to wear, if you didn't listen to the music you want to listen to, if you didn't draw outside the box, if you didn't dance as big and bright as you you did, if you didn't go after your dreams, if you didn't go for that relationship, if you didn't do the things that you really wanted to do that were on your heart, that were in your soul's calling, you'd be living a really small life and you wouldn't be triggering the people around you. And triggering the people around you is an invitation for them. It's an invitation for them to look within and say, wow, why is this triggering me? It's an invitation for them to say, huh, the thing that's triggering me is Sam's boldness. What, why does Sam's boldness trigger me? Well, it's because I kind of wish I could do that too. It's because I wish that I had X, Y, Z. So by you not playing in your full outness, you're actually holding other people back. And on the flip side of it, you standing in your boldness, you playing in your full outness will then inspire people. It will activate people. It will motivate people to take a look at their own life and their own choices and say, hey, I want to do that too. So I share all of this to say, I understand 
that being in your fullness can feel scary. Being in your fullness and taking risks and following what lights you up and following your soul's calling can feel scary. It can feel full of judgment. It can feel like, gosh, who am I to do this thing? Who am I to become a coach? Who am I to start this network marketing business? Who am I to go out on my own and and be an entrepreneur? Who am I to jump into a relationship after a divorce? Who am I to want to make a lot of money? Who am I to want to travel the world? Who am I to, I don't know, insert the thing that's on your heart. And I'm going to say, who are you not to do that? Why not you? I know that standing in your light and standing in your fullness is a journey. It takes faith. It takes courage. It takes commitment to yourself. It takes coming back to yourself and coming back to your center, whether that's your heart, whether that's your gut, whether that's your soul, whether that's your connection to source, spirit, God. It requires you to come back to yourself and not get sucked into, you know, what someone's saying about you on social media or what your partner might think about you or who's not supporting you. Like it takes guts, but that's the life that's worth living. And people are going to be scared. You're going to trigger people. They're going to think something's wrong with you. It's like that um it's like that analogy about the crabs when you put crabs in a bucket and one crab wants to climb out all the other crabs then pull them back down. That's that's you triggering your friends. Awesome! That's amazing when that happens. You start that network marketing business and people are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe she did that. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I'm triggered. I'm triggered." Amazing. That means you're doing something worthwhile. So let's celebrate it. Let's celebrate the discomfort. Let's celebrate the journey. Let's celebrate you triggering other people. Let's celebrate you getting triggered. Let's celebrate the evolution. Let's celebrate the growth because that is the life that is worth living. You could sit on your sofa all day long and watch Netflix and do nothing with your life. You could color inside the box. You could write your name the way that you were taught to write your name in first grade. You could not take up space on the dance floor. You could wear the clothes that everyone else is wearing. You could follow the nine to five that everyone's doing because that's what everyone says you're supposed to do, even if it's soul sucking. You could stay in the marriage because that's what you're quote unquote supposed to do because divorce is quote unquote bad. You could stay in the relationship that doesn't feel good. You could do all of the things that you think society wants you to do. Or you could lean in to what your true calling is. You could lean into your heart space. You could lean into your gut. What is your body telling you to do? And when you listen to that, knowing it's going to be a journey, knowing that it might be uncomfortable, knowing that you get to call in friends that are going to support you, crabs that are outside of the bucket that are going to say, come on, boo, let's go. I got you. I'm going to help you climb out of that other bucket. It's possible. The last thing I'll leave you with is is this that I like to share with my clients. Um, I heard this analogy years ago, and I don't remember who told it to me, but it's, it's when you're moving through transformation, imagine that you have two different islands. The one island is the one that you're currently on right now, which 
feels very comfortable. Like it's really nice. Like you got, you know, some nice weather. You've got some tiki torches. You've got a, a pina colada and you got all your friends and you're like living. It's real comfortable. But you kind of just feel the calling. You feel the whisper to see what's on that other island. But between you where you currently are and that other island, there's a lot of choppy water. But you keep feeling the urge and the call. You're like, I just know there's something for me on that other island. I'm not sure what it is, but I keep feeling pushed. I keep feeling urged. And you know what? I just, there's something in me that's saying I've got to go. I've got to go and investigate and be open to it. And so what do you do? One day you finally get the courage to jump in the water and start swimming. But as you do that, all of your friends on the current island are like, no, what are you doing? Get back here. We need you. Well, you're crazy. You're going to drown in that water. Well, there's sharks in that water. Well, the waves, they're going to crash. They're going to get you. That's a horrible idea. Come back, come back, come back. And they're going to try to drag you back to that comfortable island. There's nothing wrong with it. It's really comfortable. But you still have that urge. You still have that calling. You still have that tug to see what's on that second island. And so you start swimming and you're, you're letting go of all the voices, all your friends yelling at you, trying to drag you back. And so you get in the water and you're swimming. And now you're in the middle, you're in between these two islands and the waves are crashing and you're like, gosh, my legs are so tired and my lungs are burning and I don't know, I don't know if I can do this. Like, what do I do? Do I give up? Do I swim back? Like that would be comfortable. That would be easier. The tide would take me back in. Or do you still stay focused on that second island? Maybe at this point you can see that there are people on that second island and oh my gosh, it looks like they're having so much fun and they're connected and they're just, they're living their lives full out. And so maybe you start waving your hands and you're like, hey, I need a life raft. Someone help me. I'm here. I'm in the middle of these two islands and I don't know what to do. I'm feeling called to push forward, but God, it would be so much easier just to go with the, go with the current and go back to that old island. And so you have a choice in that moment. Do you keep swimming? Do you push for one more stroke forward? Do you push for one more breath forward? One more wave, one more push. And then when you get close enough, those people on that second island, they see the potential in you. They're like, oh my gosh, you've worked so hard. Look at you. You swam that far? Girl, we got you. And they're gonna send you the life raft. And they're gonna say, girl, we got you. We're gonna drag you in. You relax now. We're gonna support you. And then you finally get to that second island and you realize, wow, I am so thankful that I didn't give up. I'm so thankful that I thought outside of the box of that first island. I'm so thankful that even when the waves were crashing and I felt like I couldn't breathe and I felt like my arms weren't going to work and my legs weren't going to work anymore. I'm so glad I didn't give up. I'm so glad I kept swimming because this second island, ugh. There's the hottest guys on here, the hottest guys, the hottest pool boys, the best weather, the most delicious food, the most incredible company, the most luxurious sheets on the bed. Like this island is everything. And if only your friends knew, if only they knew what they were missing out on. And then you get to invite them. You get to invite them into the possibility. 
And you did just by taking that leap forward. You invited them to the possibility that there's more by triggering them, by having them go, oh my God, why are you leaving this first island? I couldn't believe you did that. Oh my God, all the judgment, all the fear. All the, oh my God, oh my God. That's the trigger. You jumping into the water and starting to go out on your own, that was the trigger for them. But really, that was the invitation for them. And you know what? Life is so much better on that next island. You have so much more gratitude for the life that you once lived. You have so much gratitude for the struggle of that swim, of that journey. And you have so much gratitude for your own strength. You learn your resilience. You learn your strength. You learn your commitment to yourself. You were courageous. You were brave. You took a leap. You took a risk and you fought for it. And now you get to celebrate. So my friends, draw outside the box. Write your words and your and your name in big fat letters. Take up space. Take the risk to be and live and experience a greater, more expansive life in whatever area right now is calling to you, whether that's in your relationships, whether that's in your friendships, in your personal devotion to yourself, your self-care practices, your meditation practices, your food practices, your business. Go for it. This is your activation to go to do, to be, to take the leap, to live your life full out today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Don't wait till next year. Do it today. Do one thing today that's going to support you in living your life full out. I think I'm going to end it there, my friends. I hope you have the best day ever. If this resonated at all, please take a screenshot, share it. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Jo Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.